0: podcast of West Tigers well hello and welcome to episode 20 of behind the raw the official podcast of West Tigers where we give it to you straight where we kick speculation into touch and where we learn more about the people and the stories behind this great club it has certainly been a tough few days um, it was a, a long trip home um, from Townsville after our huge loss to the Cowboys. We understand um, our fans' frustration, members' frustration, everyone here at the club is feeling it. I guess the the good thing about this game is we get another chance to, to move on and so to speak, get back on the horse. Um, Very tough mission for the boys on Thursday night against a team which is in really good form at the moment um, in Cronulla Sharks. So, uh, look, as promised every week, win, lose or draw, uh, we'll always be here with Behind the Roar. This week's guest is very much... Looking to the future, Um, as well as overseeing all of our junior representative teams and our women's program. Uh, His role, I guess, strategically is to ensure that we develop and retain the very best young talent within our system. And that includes the MacArthur region, southwest of Sydney, and also the inner west as well. It is our general manager of women's and pathways joining us on episode 20 of Behind the Raw. Matthew Betsy, Betsy, thanks for jumping in. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to learn a whole lot more about you and and your role. Um, we'll we'll have a, a, a bit of light hearted chat as well. But I mean, it, it's been a, a real, as I say, a, a tough few days for the club. No one ever goes into a match expecting to be rolled as we did. Um, the coaching staff, the players, very disappointed. They've owned mm. that. They've had to quickly move on because it's a five-day turnaround. Five-day turnarounds um, in this sport are not ideal, mm. uh, particularly when you've had a long trip as well to Townsville. Yeah. But they've trained well this week. They seem to have a spring in their step. Um, and you've got to go again. You've been involved in, in in many sports, mostly cricket before you you joined us here. And forget about you know NRL here for a moment, but... It's important for an athlete who does go through a, a big loss or, or a big setback to, I guess, reset mentally as quickly as you can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, um, you know, whilst it's the performance of the NRL team, I think everyone's hurting. So I think that's the, the part that you have to acknowledge. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you have to reset quickly, and that's, I think, part of being a professional athlete but a professional organisation is you have to do that as well you have to acknowledge the performance uh, whether it's good or bad um, and then you have to move on really quickly Um, and I think the players and coaching staff will be doing that Um, as you said you get another opportunity the the great thing about sport Mm. is you know you're only as good as your next game so um, the players have got an opportunity to sort of move forward really quickly Um, and a a short turnaround is never ideal but maybe in this instance it it could be.
0: Well that's pretty much what Tim Sheens was saying uh, in, in the press as we did today. You know, he, he even said, I think, to he even said, look, the boys would have loved to have played the very next day if they could. They want to atone for where they where they went wrong. But it's it's a good point that you, where you, you make there that the whole club is feeling it because we just sort of think of the team, don't we? The players and our fans probably feeling it most. But, yeah, you're right. And that, that in a way, is a very good thing that all departments within this club are, are very connected. Mm. Um, they're not just here doing their job. They're very involved with the outcome of the team and the whole the whole club.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I think um, it's something that probably the public, the members, the fans don't necessarily see yeah. um, is the people hurting and the, the people in the background, um, whatever their role might be, West Tigers, working their backsides off to, yeah. you know, Ultimately, for NRL and NRLW success, so yeah. there's a lot of people putting the, the hard work in. Um, but yeah, that that means when you you do have a loss, you hurt. Yeah. Um, but when you do have a win, you you celebrate the wins as well. So there's some ups and downs, um, and we just got to work through that as a as a club. But there's yeah, a lot of people um, hurt when we lose, but there's also a lot of yeah. people doing the, some hard work in the background.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's loads to talk about with you too, and and. It's quite timely looking towards the future. So the Australian – I was going to say the Australian schoolboys, but we can't say that now because it's the girls involved as well. Mm, yep. The Australian secondary schools championships are on this week as we speak. We have got a number of um, our Pathways players heavily involved and I, I wouldn't be surprised if a few of them might earn a green and gold selection. Um, there's loads happening in terms of the Cubs program as well. Uh, we've had some players announced this week in the under19s both men's and women's state of origin a lot happening beneath the NRL surface if you like um, and then the women's nrLw kicks off pretty bloody soon and they are to our first trial this weekend
1: yeah yeah there's absolutely there's a lot lot happening at the moment um, and a lot to be excited for I think mm. um, as you said we've We've got a lot of great players coming through our system. Um, we've put a lot of time and energy into the pathways to to make sure that's the case. Um, and, yeah, we might not see the um, the end result of that for a couple of years. Um, I think we're starting to see the sort of the first, the bit of the tip of the iceberg, if you like, with uh, players like Talon um, playing in the NRL squad. Um, like you said, good representation of Australian school boys and school girls, mm. um, New South Wales and Queensland origin teams for the under nineteen. So... Um, there is lots to look forward to, yeah. um, and lots happening at the moment, which is which is great. Um, and then the NRLW season around the corner, um, we're really excited about what our
0: what our squad might be able to put on the field. Well, we're going to be talking about all of that sort of stuff. So I'm looking forward to um, to the chat and more about your role and more about you know what is a development club, what does it entail? Um, because unless you sort of work here, you, you, a lot goes on. Um, a lot goes on. It's not just about recruitment. Mm. The successful clubs are the ones that can, I guess, bring their own through and and keep them here. Righto, uh, Betsy, um, this is how it works, mate. Have you watched any of the Behind the Roars? Yeah, I've been is... keeping, keeping oh, in course, touch. So you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, well, you're right <laughs> at home. Um, we'll ask you um, a set of six. We'll, the whistle will blow. We'll ask you a set of six. Okay, We'll get to know you a little bit more, yep. a bit more about you. Um, then we'll dive into a deeper chat, middle of the program, about football, about development, about all the stuff that we've just touched on there. Uh, and then with about um, five minutes to go, so the clock up there? Yeah, when she stops on at five minutes, uh, we'll throw our, our favourite five at you. And I, I imagine there's going to be a fair bit of cricket uh, chat in this as well, given your, <laughs> your background, which we'll learn more about um, very, very shortly. Righto, uh, let's launch into the opening set of six on Behind the Raw with Matt Betsy. There is the whistle. And away we go. Right, um, tell us a bit more about your background.
1: Uh, where do I start? Um, probably as a kid, I grew up playing footy and, and cricket, like many you know, Aussie kids did. Summer and winter. Sydney. Uh, in Sydney, yeah, Western Sydney. So I grew up in Western Sydney, um, and then yeah, it got to a point where I had to choose between one of the sports, and and I was going okay, cricket. Got picked in the I think the New South Wales under nineteen um, squad. Yeah. Um, so I sort of went down that path. Um, and was fortunate to, to have a few years as a contractor player with New South Wales and then uh, yeah moved um, into the, the development side of it so I worked as a development officer with cricket New South Wales for a number of years and um, ultimately went down and, and worked at Cricket Australia in Melbourne uh, probably for the last 10 years prior to to starting with the West Tigers so um, always got a keen eye on on all sports uh, but cricket and, and, and rugby league and then yeah, the last two years I've been with uh, obviously the West Tigers and um, Heading up the Women's and Pathways program. So it's been, uh, from that perspective, it's been a really good journey. Um, Really enjoyed it. Um, As part of that, as I said, moved down to Melbourne. So spent probably eight years in Melbourne.
0: Was that hard, getting you, luring you down to Melbourne, Sydney (laughs) Sydney
1: boy (laughs) through and through? Yeah, yeah, it was. It's certainly not hard. Were you single then? No, no. Married with kids. So the whole family moved down. Um, Again, things lined up. Uh, It was. sort of preschool for kids moving down there. So yeah. a few things lined up and um, I wouldn't change it. We had a great time down there and got really into the um, culture of what Melbourne has to offer, um, including the AFL. Um, but yeah, Cricket Australia, you know, being based at the MCG at Jollymont there is mm. a pretty good place to work. And um, again, had ups and downs with uh, with Cricket Australia as well. Um, so yeah, probably put me in good well, stead. Well, through to, that
0: period, I mean, yeah, mm. yeah, there were a lot of... Ups and downs, yeah, um, and then there continues to be in in cricket. Um, you, so a bit of footy as well. What position? Uh, prop, four. <laughs> what were
1: you? <laughs> I was a bit lighter than what I am now, but um, yeah, <laughs> I played, played, played history mostly history. mostly lock and uh, a little bit in the halves. So for uh, for school, and then I was at um, at Mount Pritchard, Mounties. Mounties. Yeah. So uh, yeah, grew up uh, in the in Western Sydney. So yeah, 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 yeah. I just I just really enjoyed it. Um, can't say I was any good at, at rugby league, but um, well, really you're certainly playing. good
0: at cricket. And we're going to talk more about um, your cricketing career, and then your the administration work later years that you did with Cricket Australia, um, and that's pretty much how you. Mm. Well, when did you when did you first have thoughts about moving into a sports administration role? Um, probably
1: like um, most athletes. You get to a point where you 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 know, and you'd, mm. you you st- you're told by the people around you and um, that you need to have something outside of of um, sport. Um, so I probably started while I was playing, and just um, I started coaching, coaching junior teams, being involved in the high performance programs at Cricket New South Wales where I could um, as a player, um, and then just yeah, got went from there. So um, that's probably where it started, and I, I was just really. I've always been really grateful for the opportunities that I've been provided as a as a junior player, um, mostly mm-hmm. cricket, but um, in rugby league as well. You know, the volunteers, the clubs, the people that put in so much time and effort into uh, making sport run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of always had that connection, and I've been really grateful for the opportunities that I've been provided and, and to be to be able to work in a, a development role initially, where you can continue to provide those opportunities for young boys and girls. I think was something that just really appealed to me and.
0: Was okay. it a was it a, uh, a pathways role at Cricket Australia that before you were here at West Tigers?
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So I was I was head of coach development. Yep. Um, so I was heavily involved with the the coaching programs and the um, development of all our coaching staff. Um, and then with that, um, we developed like a coaching and talent sort of network. So there was twenty seven coaching and talent specialists across the the country. Um, that we sort of oversaw and just helped sort of develop those the, the talent coming through. So coaching's a, a really key part of developing talent. Um, so we wanted to make sure we invested in the coaches who were working with the mm. best young boys and girls. Um, so that 13 to sort of 16-year-old group, we had the best coaches working with them. They could come through the system. And then by the time they hit um, state teams at you know, under-17s, under-19s, mm. they've had a good sort of solid grounding. Um, so that was the the one of the primary focuses um also there's a um lot of opportunity for young talented boys and girls these days they, they've got so many more opportunities to to play um elite sport or professional sport um in all different codes mm. um so there's a bit of a, um, a war for talent if you like around that age group to to make sure the best athletes are playing your sport
0: i'll ask you not in the set of six but when we get a bit deeper into the chat too, about some of the stuff that you've learnt and you've implemented at Cricket Australia in terms of educating the coaches and those pathways, are you using some of that here at the club now? I imagine you are. Before I get there, I've got to ask you this, right? Now, I don't know a whole lot about your your background in terms of cricket, but you played for Australia once, right?
1: <laughs> Tell us I was, about yeah, I was Yeah, I was a substitute fielder, um for the Australian team. I think it was T- the... Th- test or what were we talking about? No, it was a one-dayer. So it was a third final against uh, South Africa in maybe 97. Um, and I was just... I was in and around the the New South Wales setup at the time. And uh, coming into the ground just as a spectator, the, um, the guy who it was a change room attendant yeah. um, saw me and I, I just had a conversation with him and then went off to watch the game. And then uh, I think Ian Harvey got injured um, during the game. And they didn't have a 12th, 12th man, so um, across the loudspeaker they said, oh, he's, um, can Matt Betsy come to the Australian dressing room for No way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was a bit of a stitch-up, so I didn't really think of it the first time and then it, they said it again. Um, so I went down and they said, oh, listen, can, do you mind putting some clothes on and fielding for us because we, we've got no oh, reserves?
0: Oh, yes, please. Um, so, yeah, so um, <laughs> it all happened pretty
1: quickly. It was pretty much, um, you know, right time, right spot sort of thing, but um, – yeah, it was a great experience. the The team at the time was, you know, littered with talent. Um, I knew some of the New South Wales players, um, yeah. obviously from training and and being in and around the New South Wales setup. But um, yeah,
0: great opportunity. Wow, well, not many of us can say the you know, the late great <laughs> Richie Benno was, was he? I imagine probably. Chief commentator of the-
1: yeah yeah he was comment comment commentating and uh, said a few kind words about me as well which is nice um, wow but yeah just um just the whole experience was great just to get a bit of an insight into what happens at that level it's yeah um I always hoped like everyone does to to play for Australia one day um, that's
0: as close as I got but um, it was <laughs> but you have. You have
1: you not have officially, played. but it was well. A, yeah. You you were
0: out in the field, mate. You were there. You were tu- you turned up with a hot dog and maybe a can of coke and lemonade. You're just going to watch some cricket, <laughs> and before you know it, you're out in the bloody middle. That's a brilliant story, Betsy. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: it's great. And and um, you know, even to this day, you know, there's there's people that um, you know in that team who remember it, um, which is great. You know, the, the, yeah. the cricket network is wonderful. Do you remember who the wonderful. captain
0: would have been at that stage?
1: Steve Wall was captain. Yep. Yeah, so I had um, – it was funny. And I got interviewed, I think, on Triple M the, the next morning. And, you know, I had Steve War's pants on. I had four <laughs> rifle shoes on. So I was basically ruffling through everyone's bag while they were on the field to, to just try and get an new. Who's Hector did you borrow? <laughs> Didn't need to go that far, which, unfortunately. But I uh, fielding, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah. just throwing everything on. And then, you know, it was really quickly it, it all happened. And then maybe a wicket fell or there was drinks and I had to run the drinks out. So, you know, within yeah. – you know, a couple of minutes. I was sort of out in the middle of the field, sort of giving out drinks, and you know, Shane, Warren, Adam Gilchrist, Steve War, Mark War. Wow. Um, you know, that era of, of player was just um, amazing. So I was, I was,
0: you know, all struck from from the first couple of minutes. So I bet you were. That's uh, that's an amazing amazing story. <laughs> you couldn't write that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, so away from footy and away from cricket, what other things do you you get up to?
1: Um, Oh, it's, it's probably changed over the years. Um, I enjoy playing uh, playing golf. Um, I enjoy yeah, spending right. time at home.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I well, can, not alongside your new NRLW coach. You probably don't. No, no, no. When you play
1: with uh, with Noddy, you certainly know uh, where you stand in the pecking order. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, no, I enjoy going out playing golf. It takes up a lot of time, but um, you know that that's what it is. Um, I've become a bit of a coffee uh, snob um, after my time in Melbourne, so I don't mind sort of going around trying to find a, a good coffee at a good cafe and um, just chilling out. Um, don't mind reading, you know, reading books, and I'm um, big on sort of personal development, so I try and find different ways to connect with you know, people that you can learn from, or books, or whatever it might be, movies, um, just to make sure that you're always you know, trying to be one step ahead of. Um, yeah, you know, where you can be and how you can improve yourself and and use it for for work purposes
0: well that is the set of six betsy and on the coffee front i you know i do like a, a strong flat white heart sugar so <laughs> next time you're out and about absolutely you know where to you know, <laughs> to bring them my desk is just down the, the hallway from um the very big office that you've got in pathways <laughs> Brighton's lawyers are the lawyers you know and trust if you require legal representation then why look anywhere else Call Bryden's lawyers on one 800 848, 848. Bryden's lawyers. We do support you in your time of need. On a serious note, though, and the Pathways team continues to expand uh, because it is such an important, um, strategically unit mm. in, in in the business. Yeah, a development club. In essence, what what does that what does that mean? Yeah, I think
1: um, from my perspective, at least. Um, and I, th- I think it gets confused a little bit out there when you say a development club because
0: you have to recruit right
1: yeah yeah so um what what how how i frame it is development club is is about having a junior base and supporting that junior base to come through that doesn't exclude recruitment so you need to then look at recruitment and be smarter or it should help you be smarter with your recruitment so you're bringing in um, players for certain positions and certain roles at certain times um, but also it doesn't preclude um, the focus on winning either. Um, so I think those three things are like a bit of a Venn diagram where um, if you've got a good junior base coming through, um, you're focused on you know performing on the field and, and winning, um, and that's that's got a whole heap of benefits as part of development. Um, and then you're recruiting, so you're getting the, the good players to, to top up what you've got. Um, there's that sweet spot in the middle that um, I think everyone's trying to aim for. Some clubs, they have to recruit heavier than um, because they don't have a bigger junior base, but we've, we're so fortunate that we've got um, a really big junior base both in Bauer, Maine and then in Western Suburbs and our partnership with, with Group 6, um, mm. that we've got a lot of players coming through. So um, a development club is first and foremost looking after those uh, players coming through, um, but then that should complement um, the recruitment side of things and then obviously having a focus on winning so you're actually performing
0: and creating a bit of a, a culture going forward um you, you talked about you know multiple pathways and, and catchment areas so we're a bit unique compared to other clubs in that we do have well, I guess three catchment areas that you've just touched on there um so that obviously provides endless opportunities what sort of difficulties or challenges does that throw at the club yeah
1: um and essentially we've got um, teams across all of those three catchments. So we still play all of our junior reps and our, uh, run our junior development programs across Group 6, Wests and, and Balmain. So we've got three times the amount of players that other clubs have in competing and in competition. Um, the challenge that are, are, arises is r- around resourcing. Um, and mm. we've been very fortunate in my time in the last few years that the board and the exec have been really supportive, as you touched on, mm. um, to support what we're trying to achieve and bring those players through. Um, we've got great people um, involved in running those programs, Paul Syrenen, um running the Balmain Tigers, Shannon Glant um, in the Western Suburbs area, um, Brett Camorley, um helping the coaches out and overseeing the coaches and also involved in the women's program. So we're trying to get the right people in and around those squads. Um, but, yeah, you do get spread thin. Um, and then hopefully what that, what that creates is um, a pathway, if you like, for when they get to the Jersey Flag. We've got the the choice of the best players coming through at that jersey flag level. Mm.
0: Um, You mentioned Shannon Galant. Then he, I'm pretty sure, is currently at the Australian Secondary Schools Championships up uh, in Redcliffe. They're being played this week as we speak. Mm. He does a wonderful job. But you're right; it's it's really important, isn't it, to have good people in those key positions, which which we have got. If I'm a member or I'm a fan, West Tigers tragic. um, You know, we do keep hearing uh, about the younger talent coming through our system, which is great, and I've, I've seen it firsthand. you know. And we've seen the likes, as you mentioned, of, of Talon make his debut recently. Um, Jareen Bull has been a revelation, didn't come through our mm. junior system, but certainly was part of our senior yep. rep system. Yep. There are others coming through as well. Some of those uh, will be playing at the Australian Champs, as we speak. Who are some of the you know, the young talent coming through that you know, could play NRL with this club in the not-too-distant future?
1: Yeah, so up at the Australian school, um, school boys, we've got uh, Lachlan Galvin performing really well at the moment. Um, I think he's been a standout uh, for the CHS team. Um, he's in our top 30 next year. Um, he's a 5 who's um, so Yeah, he's performing really well. Um, so he's been part of that Western Suburbs sort
0: of was he in the mat, in the mats?
1: He was in last the, year. Yeah, he was in the Mets last year. Played ball this year, um, and again moving into the top thirty. Um, Luke Lalili, um, same having a really good tournament up there. Um, he, Long term, he's on our radar uh, for for NRL sort of honours as well. So um, there's been some really good good uh, performances up at the schoolboys, um, and then we've been fortunate with the um, under nineteen state of origin that we've had some players being selected in in. Both the men's and women's team for that. So, Chris Fagutu has been selected in the Queensland origin under nineteen origin team. Yeah. Um, Josh Filetti has been picked in the the New South Wales team. So
0: they'll be they'll be playing against each other. They will. Yeah. Um, next week. Yep. Yeah, next week. So they'll, they'll they'll face off against each other. And and, and Josh. Okay. So he, another example. So he was um, Northern Beaches junior, but has come into our system and, and playing in hmm. all those 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 rep teams. He's been going really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he has. And he's, he's been performing really well. And like you said, Jareem as well. So that's that part of that recruitment that you you use to to be really um, targeted and prop up the the locals, local players that you've got coming through. Um, and I think we've been able to do that really well. So the West, Harold, Matt's team um, that went through undefeated two years ago. We'll start to see them coming through. Um, certainly SG, Ball, Jersey, Flag, and then ultimately NRL um, in the future. Um, but yeah, Josh has been performing really well. I think he scored nearly every game this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah. So so good. Good reward for his efforts in in the Jersey flag program. But started the year in SG Ball um, yeah. at Balmain and he's progressing
0: really well. Uh, it's wonderful, isn't it? And we saw Brandon Termit make his um, debut earlier in in the year, and I imagine it has a, you know, a real knock on effect to all the other young. Men, well, boys and girls as mm. well, in, in teams and in the pathways. That hey, look at that! Even when Talon made his debut a few weeks back, like wow, yeah, it's possible, and that's what it's all about. So yeah, absolutely, it's an exciting job that you've got heading that up, and I imagine everyone when they do see one like a Talon go, Bing, 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 yeah. to the elite level, it's um, you'd all take a, a bit of bit out of that. Yeah, yeah, it's the,
1: it's the old adage, you know, it takes a village to raise a child and I'm sure there's been a lot of people involved in someone like uh, Talon's development over a number of years, whether that be at junior club footy, senior footy, West Tigers, school, whatever it might be. So um, I'm sure all those people, when they see mm. that happen, um, have some pride in the role that they played in in his development. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting for us because we you know, we get to see that um, some of these honours around representative um, teams and um, schoolboys um, and schoolgirls teams um, are great for the players but also good for the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some for some of our players, I, and I, I don't know that the players understand that they're not that far away. So you know, Talon probably didn't think he was going to play NRL this no, year. No, he didn't.
0: No, um, he thought he might play in 24, maybe 25.
1: Exactly. So um, I, th- I think that's testament to the, the system that we've got um, in place that – you know, the opportunities will certainly be there um, and we need to continue getting better at the development opportunities for the players so that they're getting the right skills mm. um, to develop into NRL players. Um, but it's it's you know, exciting for for our Pathways players to have role models that are doing that but also that it's not very very far off for
0: them. So if they put some hard work in, mm. um, the rewards aren't far away. No, Talon mentioned when well, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago you know, how, who was involved and his dad and his stepmom, and also... Um, one of his dad's mates has played a you know a big mm. role in his development as a kid. Poor fellow, I mean, he's thrown into the baptism of fire. He had Melbourne Storm and, and Asa for Solomon one week, and then Talmalolo and company the next in your yeah. first two NRL games. Yep. Welcome to first grade talent. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, it, it is a good story. How does um, from what you've seen around and about the clubs you know, rugby league pathways? How do they compare with other sports?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of things that rugby league do really well. Um, I think the system that we've got in place, particularly West Tigers, I think um, one of the things we wanted to focus on is make sure we have development programs from 13s to under 16s that lead into the junior reps. So,
0: Do other NRL – sorry for jumping in there – do other NRL, NRL clubs, they sort of start at their under 13s as well? Uh,
1: I think it? the ones who have big junior bases certainly do. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, different levels of um, – programs and commitment to those types of programs we've got a good volume of of players so you know across bowman and uh and west we've got probably over ten thousand players to to choose from so um we're certainly up there in terms of uh, participation numbers Mm. um so i think it's again going back to that development we want to start them at under 13s and progress them all the way through Um, and those programs are linked to um, essentially what happens at the top level so we try to it's almost like a, a stepping stone, or if you look at the school mm. system, you know what you learn in in kindergarten prepares mm. you for year one, and what you learn in year one prepares mm. you for year two, and that's what we're trying to
0: trying to build. Um, tell, tell us more, and on that too, more about the Cubs and the Raw program. Mm. So this is for young boys and girls, sort of in between and outside of our rep teams, but it gives them a bit of a, a pathway.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's the. Um, the top end of that sort of development pathway um, the Cubs and the raw programs bring all the players from western bow main um, and group six together um, so that they get opportunities to play um, and train together mm. um, and that's heavily focused it's it's probably more of an educational um, type program um, they're all playing their own um, systems and and clubs but bringing them together um, what that essentially does is or what we're hopeful for of is when we bring them together at 16, 17 years old, mm. by the time they do get the jersey flag, they've had five years of playing with and against and training with and against um, players from West St Balmain and across our whole catchment. So, mm. um, you know, that that should put us in good stead um, along with them learning the skills um, both on the field, off the field. We do a lot of educational stuff, our wellbeing staff, our uh, performance staff, our nutrition staff, um, all run programs for them so that they know what to eat, how to look after themselves, um, and then get all the skills and, and stuff on top of that. So um, we've replicated that across boys and girls. Um, and now that we've got the NRLW um, licence and we're uh, waiting for our first sort of season, um, we'll have a full pathway for boys and girls to come through and aspire to play at the top level.
0: I, uh, it, it was quite an eye-opener last year when we did the Cubs and the tour to New Zealand. Yeah, they absolutely love that, and and it was sort of a cultural learning experience for them as well mm. as playing over there. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, the likes of Justin Madamua were were in part of that group mm. who then went on to make his NRL debut.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that and that's the great thing about it. Um, Justin played um, a lot of the Harold Matz kids that played yeah. in a pre- Premiership winning side, played with Balmain um, players, um, and they were all coming through. Um, Lachlan Galvin played in that that squad, um, so yeah, I think. There's, there's a lot of opportunity for West Tigers to really galvanise that group of um, athletes, male and female, coming through um, to ensure long-term they've got success. And as we talked about, you know, it's hard at the moment because, you know, members, fans, people in here are, are hurting because of the um, performance um, of the NRL team at the moment. Um, but I think if we stick to that long-term strategy, I think uh, you know, we'll, we'll certainly get there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well as I say, I mean um, yeah, I hope the the boys can put in a you know a really good performance against mm. against the Sharks and bounce back from what happened in Townsville because this year there have been you know some really good patches where we've had some you know epic wins, we've been in the majority of games and really taken it to the opposition and as the boys explain, you know in the arm wrestle or in the washing machine with yeah. them but been a couple of games like Brisbane like Cowboys, where it's just for whatever reason has mm. gone has not happened. Yeah, um, but we'll bounce back hopefully on uh, on Thursday night uh, at Combank Stadium. Um, let me ask you this: if I was to say to you, Matt Betsy, head of Women's and Pathways at West Tigers, why should parents want their children to be coming through this system?
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a really good question, and that's one of the things we've we've focused on is that. Holistic development. So what I would say to any you know, parent, guardian, um, if their son or daughter is picking up a football for the first time, um, being involved in our system, um, we've had this sort of mantra of you know better players, better people. Um, and through that process, um, I think that we can provide the environment to help them work on what their dreams are, which is playing rugby league for in the NRL or NRLW, um, but also around that, teaching them all the other skills in that you need in life, how to look after yourself, how to train, um, some leadership, uh, what to eat, when to eat it, um, all of those sorts of things. So that looking at that holistic development, um, I think is one of the things that West Tigers is providing for boys and girls at the moment, um, which should give parents a really um, level, big, big level of comfort um, around what their players will come out. And... Yeah, you know, not everyone can can make it, and not everyone will play in NRL. But if um, we can develop better people as well as better players, um, you know, they'll have a great experience with the West Tigers and walk away. And you know, they might work, and um, but they'll look fondly back at the West Tigers about their experience as well. And we'll get, hopefully give them some skills that will get them through life.
0: Love it. Love it. So we've got the centre of excellence here, the Zurich Centre, which is you know it's great first class facilities. Mm. We've got another one coming online at Campbelltown, a centre of excellence which we will share. We it won't be all of ours, but yeah. um, that's got to be good for for your pathways in in the southwest area.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Campbelltown Council have done a really good job of um, making sure that that's focused on the pre elite. So um, you know, centre of sport and health with uh, partnership with Western Sydney University. So the players that are coming through that pathway, particularly in, in Western Sydney, um, don't necessarily have to come to Concord to, um, to get access to, to great facilities and great people, great coaches, um, great support staff. Um, so that's um, really um, what we're looking for from that perspective. Um, they'll have a local facility. Um, all of our programs can be run out of there. Um, but, yeah, again, just that looking at that whole holistic sort of development um, I think will be a really op- massive
0: opportunity for, for Western Sydney. And so the other big opportunity, obviously, Betsy, is NRLW. So it's not that far away now. Uh, 23rd of July, we take on Parramatta, right? Yep. At, yep. Uh, at Combank Stadium, the very first NRLW game for West Tigers. So a piece of history. Make sure you get you, you can get there if you want. Um, it must have been a bit of fun, I imagine, putting this whole new team together, the structures around it. Yeah, challenging, but an enjoyable process? And, and how how satisfied are you and, and Noddy and the team with the squad that you've assembled?
1: Yeah, it has been a, a really um, enjoyable process. Um, a challenging, definitely. Because
0: you wouldn't have known much about NRLW and, and a lot of these girls yeah, you know, prior to taking up this role, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so maybe
1: when I first started, one of the um, one of the goals and the objectives was to get a license. So working on that whole um, application process with the NRL was um, again challenging, but really yeah. enjoyable to just to get into the detail. And and we did a, a lot of engagement with our players. We had a Harvey Norman team at the time who had been together for a couple of years, and um, just trying to engage them in in. What was actually needed and what they wanted from the from an NRLW license um, gave me a really good insight as to the background and the history of the club from a women's perspective and and how we you know probably took a mm-hmm. made a decision three or four years ago to focus on that pathway and have um, a pathway ready for an NRLW license. So um, we are definitely ready. And then going through that whole the contracting process, uh, there was some time pressures around. Um, that because of the delay around the CBA. Um, but, yeah, working through that process with uh, people like Noddy um, and getting his insights, you know, Noddy's coached at every level of the game, um, so he's really well-versed in in the game from a playing perspective, obviously, that people sort of know about, but, but also from a coaching perspective. So putting a, a squad together that reflected West Tigers um, was really enjoyable but challenging. So we wanted to... Um, Keep the culture that had been created over the last few years, and and reward some loyalty um, around mm. some local players who so have come through that that system. Um, but also, we wanted to go out and um, attract some top level talent as well. To as we said, to um, complement what we have, um, and be, being able to go into the market. Um, obviously, Bo has a, a strong connection with West Tigers, so locking up her signature early mm. um, was key. Um, she's a real spiritual leader, if you like, around the group. Um, and then getting um, Kesey Apps and, mm-hmm. and Sarah Togatuki, um you know, just to, to drive our our team up front, uh, but also have some experience that um, we might not have normally in a, in a year one of a competition. Um, I think that puts us in really good
0: stead to mm-hmm. um, to hit the ground running come come round one. Well, yeah, it's really exciting and and well done uh, to you and the team on on in a pretty short space of time bringing it all together so the 23rd of July that's uh that's the NRLW debut for West Tigers really looking forward um to that one all right well that's uh pretty much the chunk of this episode of Behind the Raw now time to dive into hang on yeah five to go so we're (laughs) going to dive in um to your favorite five okay you ready for this I do, do, do. can't wait. <laughs> <Can't> wait. <laughs> Bryden's Lawyers are the lawyers you know and trust. If you require legal representation, then why look anywhere else? Call Bryden's Lawyers on 1-800-848-848. brighton's 800 Lawyers, we do support you in your time of need. Okay, favourite five, Matthew Betsy. Okay, um, as a kid, your favourite sports person growing up?
1: Uh, Mark Taylor. Yeah, I was a left-handed batter, and I liked uh, him. In maybe the what was it, the eighty-nine Ashes?
0: Tubby, Tubby. I knew it would be a cricketer. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, I always loved listening to Tubby. You know, yeah, distinctive voice, and um, and yeah, you, you know, hear him still on you know, Channel Nine, etc. Yep. Um, yeah, what a player. Uh, your favourite moment in your Sports administration career to date. Oh. Yeah, tricky one.
1: Yeah. Um, look, I, I really um, took some pride out of the Harvey Norman Women Premiership that um, we yeah. won last year. Um, yeah, that, that was a, um, a culmination of a whole heap of things that we had to put in place um, around recruitment, around um, – development of the players, trying to prepare them for the NRLW in the future. Mm. Um, and we had a really tough year. We changed coaches, I think, three times. Um, Noddy came in as coach at one point and then got um, pulled up into the, the NRL system. So um, the resilience shown by that group of players and then to be able to go through and win that competition from an um, administrative perspective Put us in really good stead for the NRLW. So yeah. I'm I'm really excited about the the NRLW season and and what that might hold. Um but that was a really significant
0: moment for for me personally. Yeah, absolutely. And the bulk of that team have now made the step up part of the NRLW squad. Um Curtin sisters uh, and a lot of uh, local juniors too yeah, have come through that that pathways. Lasana Lutu as well. She's been selected for um New South Wales under nineteens again. Yep, helped them win it last year. Yep. Um. Yeah. No. It was a yeah a real milestone event for the club. Um. All right. Favorite part of your job?
1: Oh, um, the favorite part of my job um, is really is the people. You know, to be able to come into the office every day and um, work with people that are so passionate about about rugby league um, and particularly the pathways. Like I said, you know, Paul Sirin and Brett Kamali, Shannon Gallant. Um, we've just got so many people that are so passionate about the juniors that we've got coming through and the players that we've got coming through. Um, that's the best part of the job. You mm. know, it's, um, every day is enjoyable. Um, we're all working towards the same goal. Um, yes, there's challenges like, you know, like every um, occupation. Um, but to be able to do that with those, those guys and um, – and, you know, the, with the women's team that we've got sort of assembled in the background as well with around in and around the NRLW squad, um, we've got some really good people, so it's um, that's the most
0: enjoyable part. All right. Well, on that line of thinking about people, you're having a dinner party. Three guests. can be anyone. Who are at your table? Um, well, good question. So I could have given you these in advance. Yeah, that, yeah, that it would have been it. better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, alive or have to be alive?
0: No. No?
1: I would... Uh, Mind you, they won't eat much if they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, I would have someone like a Michael Jordan. Okay. Yeah, so I think someone like that. Michael um, Jordan's there? Yeah, All right. Michael Jordan. I'd have a i sure you who. know Durian Buller's middle name is Jordan. Yeah, I did after know that. One. Yeah. 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 yeah, carry on. Sorry, I, would, I don't. Go. I don't think that'd be the only person in the world that would have been no. named after him either. But um, I would have a wow. I'd have a comedian. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm not sure who. All right. So, i um,
0: I'll throw some comedians. Who have we got? Who? Eddie Murphy. No, he's a bit rude. Yeah. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Alright, a comedian I I, to be advised. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Michael uh, Jordan, comedian t, t, TBC
1: No, you know what? I've kicked the comedian out. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go Taylor Swift. Oh, have you got tickets? Yep, I do. Have you? Yeah. I those was lucky t- enough about? to get tickets, yeah. Freebies or No, no, no. Mate rates? Had to had to sit online like everyone else and watch the ticket tech uh, waiting oh, symbol. What are we paying? This uh, for you or your kids? Both. Yeah. I was in first,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, yeah, I'm, I'm a massive Swifty. Oh, yep.
0: Build out a cheer. So,
1: uh, I'm not sure I could do that. Okay. I, I know oh, all the words. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but I'd have t- Taylor Swift, and then Swifty, Jordan. Yep. One more. Uh, and I'd have Dave Grohl. I reckon Foo Fighters lead like singer, yeah. Nirvana drummer. I reckon he'd have a few good stories. Yeah. As well. So Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What would be um on the menu, do you think? Main for, meal? Or I'll tell you, I'd get um he was probably one of the person people that came into my head. Um Curtis Stone. Yeah. I've been to his restaurants in uh in the US particularly, Maud and Gwen. Um this isn't cash for comments, by the way, but had a really good experience at those restaurants. I'd probably have him cater and cook for for that group. Um
0: okay. good steak. Curtis Stone, not nice. yeah.
1: Good steak, good steak. Yep. Mm. I don't know if Taylor Swift is vegetarian or vegan, oh, but it doesn't um, matter. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah she have some different deal. options for. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Right. Oh, gee. We, we. Uh <laughs> now. Um, okay, now it's not a dinner party; it's a desert island. Oh no! What would you be drinking at that dinner party? Uh red wine for sure. Yeah. Penfolds red wine. Uh, yeah, Yep. Yeah. Is that a cash for comment? Oh uh, no, But, have but got I'd, I'd be quite that.
1: happy to take a bottle of Grange. Um, it's yep. part of that. But, yeah, there will definitely okay. be Grange on the table.
0: Wow. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Um, a vodka Red Bull to, to finish things off. Oh, true. Yeah. just Okay, just
0: get you started <laughs> at <Just> the end. <laughs> <laughs> Desert Island. Okay. You are allowed to take – and it's for one year. Matt Betsy, you're going to Desert Island. You are allowed to take one cricketer and one rugby league player. They can be past or present. So the three of you are off to a desert island like Gilligan's Island for a year. Yeah. Uh or, probably Toby goes in then,
1: does he? Uh maybe. I would I would take uh, oh, I know one you should do. I'll come back to it. Uh can I take Shane Warn? You can, yeah. Yeah. I reckon uh Shane Warren would be really good yeah,
0: value, value for a year. I was thinking Maddie Hayden to help you with sort of survival sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, He, he would certainly,
1: yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah, no, he would certainly help with that. Right. Um, Warney. If I go Warney and rugby league player, I reckon I'd go, not for his footy ability, but I really enjoy listening to Maddie Johns. So oh God. I could. Can I'd, you imagine Warney and Matty Johns? Yeah, yeah, there. exactly. I don't know if I'd be able to keep up, but um, <laughs> I reckon there'd be some stories there. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Mm. yeah, and they get sick of my questions about dissecting cricket well, and rugby league, both of them. But yeah, I reckon oh, they could. Wow. Good idea, yeah. I reckon the year would go real quick.
0: Yeah, I reckon it would. <laughs> that would be some cultural tour <laughs> to Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Betsy, Warney and Maddie Johns. <laughs> oh, God. Mate, well, I appreciate you jumping in. Um, It's It's insightful, isn't it? So getting to know a bit more about you and and what you do here, I mean – Clearly we are putting a lot of resources and effort into pathways as, as we mm. need to do because yep. it's such an important role yep. um, strategically for us. Just looking ahead then um, to Thursday night, it's a huge game for the boys, obviously. Um, can they bounce back uh, from the performance in Townsville? I, I certainly hope they do, and I'm sure they can. Uh, yep. They've been training really hard um, this week. Sharks, they are on track for a top four finish. I think they're third at the moment. Um with nine games to play. They were smashed by the storm, weren't they, uh, not so long ago, 54-10. That was in round 15, but since then they've bashed up the Bulldogs. Mm. I think they put about 50 on them, and then the Dragons last Thursday. Yeah. They punished the Dragons. So they're a team in in good form. Um, they have won nine of their past 10 games against West Tigers. Doesn't auger well, doesn't read well, But um, including both games last year. So it's going to be a tough one. Either way you look at it, get out there if you can to, to Combank Stadium. Uh, is out, obviously, um, with that one-game suspension. Yeah. A couple of injuries in the back line. Um, Knopf and NATO both got shoulder problems. Yeah. Uh, but AJ comes in. Tommy Talau comes in as well. They both missed um, last weekend. So, you know, it's still a very, very strong team. Uh, and a debutant too I believe uh, in line Asatasi Itasi rather James in line to make his NRL debut which would just be amazing um, for him and, and for the club get there if you can Thursday night 7.50pm kickoff at Combank Stadium against Cronulla Sharks and we will do it again win lose or draw we'll be back again next week with Behind the Raw you know the drill until then show your stripes Behind the Raw the official- podcast of West Tigers.